Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast Season 2. We're going to say it every week. (laughs) Just in case people get confused and they come to the New Truth Podcast. We don't want you to be confused if you're new here and you think Episode 7 is like our seventh episode. There's 209 other ones you can check out from Season 1. But in season two, we're bringing more fire than all the fire that has already been brought. But we, you know, Kate, we started today with you sharing some of the feedback you're getting from your friends and clients about already feeling, you know, people that have been with us for four years, feeling the potency of this season. And and we really appreciate your feedback very much. And, And we feel it too, right? That's why we did it because we're different. Yes. I just think like the world is hungry for it. Watching people's reaction to the Barbie movie. Yeah. But the world, we are hungry for it, starving for it, actually, to, to have permission to stop living our best fake lives and start living from the inside out. Like there's there's nothing else. Every episode is always going to point you to that and in as many ways as we can. But yeah, the new truth was a hole in the universe (laughs) that we so yeah excitedly got to fill and and it's this message is needed in the hearts of every woman on friggin planet earth so let's keep going keep sharing it keep spreading this message to all of your friends um and let's keep impacting the hearts of women all over the world so they can be empowered to live a life that actually feels good like that's the difference when you're living the message of the new truth every freaking episode it's about living a life that actually feels good. And not a chemical high feel good, not a hit of validation because I'm getting a bunch of likes on my Instagram post because I'm engaged because I'm having a baby or because I have a boyfriend, but feels good. Like I can go to sleep at night yes. resting mm-hmm. in my choices, resting in who I've surrounded my life with. I am relaxed because I have nothing to prove and I'm not chasing a drug through the hit of social media validation or through the hit of thinking I matter because I have the Lululemon bag that everyone has or oh my God, because the I, my you house have looks like, well, I, it is, it is, I don't feel <laughs> like I belong because I have one. It is just a brilliant invention for moms, especially. Yeah, but um, other companies sell fanny packs too. I got a, a furry one from someone back else. Off <laughs> I okay. I have, to, I have to interject. I have to interject. So where I live, where I come from, I live in Europe right now. And in Greece, like people are individuals. Nobody's like wearing the same thing. Everybody's really expressed in their own way. That's my experience of it anyways. 
And, and then I went home to Arizona and well, that's not my home, but I went home to North America and ended up in Sedona, Arizona and Scottsdale. And I was hanging out at a bat mitzvah. So I was hanging out with 12 year olds and they were telling me, you know, all the latest and greatest. I noticed everyone had the Lululemon fanny pack crossed over. So if you're listening right now and you have that, go to the new truth movement Facebook group and let us know. Cause I want to know how many listeners have it. My mom even has one and the giant water bottle with the plastic straw. What's it called? You have it next to you. Oh my God. Stanley. Okay. So these 12 year olds are telling me like, Kate, you have to have a Stanley. (laughs) You have to have a fanny pack. And, and then I started walking around and noticing like all the moms had them. Everyone had them. It wasn't just little kids. It wasn't just 12 year olds. Everyone has one. And that's Mm. interesting. I I just, let's just think about that for a sec. I was, well, this is the, this is today's episode. The episode. Trend, the trend, right? America, North, in North America, we trend things, right? I, I went shopping. I didn't buy anything, but I went clothes shopping for the first time in 18 months (laughs) since having a baby. And even in the store, it's saying, this is what's trending, Right. Like next to the jeans, like this is what's trending, not necessarily what you want or what you what feels good on your body or what you're drawn to. They have to even let it know, let it be known in the store that this is what's trending. And so this is what's hysterical. And and this is why it's so important around the difference between actual feeling good and getting a hit of validation, because you bet. Right. Getting the thing that's trending feels good for a second. Right. Getting getting the engagement ring feels good for a second. Posting the thing feels good for a second, but it's not true fulfillment, which is why we're talking about happily ever after today, because what's the thing that that's that's the thing that everyone's seeking happily ever after we sail into the sunset, not even just with a partner. Right. Like happily ever after as if I've arrived somewhere and then Mm -hmm. I can rest. Yes. Right. That self-love is even a rut. Now I'm happy. Now I know who I am. So I'm going to chill here. Like the, the obsession with arrival with magical moments as if it's all life is about is the thing that's keeping so many of us stuck. So we're going to challenge that we both don't believe in happily ever after uh, today. And we're going to talk about why, if you're chasing it, and I actually freaking love how we just started about trends. Um, because that's the trend. Hap- happily ever after is the trend that a woman should get married, have a baby, post their holiday photos all over Facebook, and then that now you belong. Matching now now you matter. Right, matching pajamas. Now your trend your life is trending. Trend. Yeah. It, it it it's so fascinating. It's yeah. I mean, humans, right? And it's all like the need to belong. And yes. so we all want to belong and be the same and fit in and, and do what everyone else is doing. But if it's actually not in alignment with you, with your own heart, your own desires, like our souls are actually really unique and what you truly desire, I believe, because it feels way better when you're in this place. And I speak for, for myself and every woman I've ever worked with and all of my friends, when we're living our life based on our true heart's desires and what's, what's right for us internally. And you might not even know at this point what that even means or what is right. What is your desire versus a desire conditioned desire? Like even having children, like how many women just have babies because that's what everyone else is doing. And they get married because that's what everyone else is doing. And they didn't even stop to really feel and sit with the question of, do I actually want this? 
and they just follow the trend, the script of what everyone else is doing. And, you know, in, in 2024, where cars can drive themselves and rocket ships go to space and we have like we have the internet you know, on our, planes, <laughs> our bank cards on phone, on our, uh, on our, our wrist. wrist. Like I watched this old Greek man. I was like, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> like, I don't have one of those. And this old Greek man, like touched his watch to his, I'm like, oh, this is like, Oh, to Inspector pay for gadget. Something. Inspector Jesus. gadget came true. Like back for all of you, <laughs> I think it was eighties or nineties inspector gadget, but she had this watch that did all these cool things. But like we look, and the ego mind, right? And the inner child, so the saboteur and your little girl inside is looking to the world around you and still trying to belong like you did when you were in grade six and when you're in grade nine and when you were, you know, seven, like you're still trying to fit in. You're still trying to belong when those parts of you are leading. And so we're just chasing feeling good like chasing feeling good, chasing that high that you were talking about, what goes up must come down, chasing those hits, chasing those, you know, it, Ooh, I fit in. Oh, I belong. I have the thing that everyone else has. Like finally, yes. Oh, I have the guy. Everyone else has a guy. I have a guy now. Oh, I have a ring now. Oh, I have a, I'm going to put on a wedding. All my friends had weddings. And it's like, when we're just following the trended scripted life, never, ever, ever will you find happiness in that place. So the thing is, happily ever after doesn't exist, like some arrival point where you're just happy forever and live in bliss. However, you can have a life that feels deeply nourishing to you. You can have a life that feels exciting. You can have a life that feels expansive. And like you said, it's grounded. It's peaceful. It's it, so different. I mean, it you can have love that is so deep and expansive, but it's grounded and it's peaceful. And there's this calm feeling. Like when you when I'm excited now, it's, it's expansive. It's fun, but it's like rooted. It's calm. It's not these crazy highs and these crazy lows, like a roller coaster ride. Um, but when we're chasing the script, when we're just trying to belong with the world around us, your life ends up being a performance for everyone else. And then you forget the main character who's you. You forget that your life is actually yours. And there's cool things you're supposed to do here on planet Earth. There's cool gifts that you have. There's beautiful, amazing qualities to your own soul and experiences that your soul's meant to experience. But if you're so busy trying to be like everyone else, you're going to miss it. And then happiness, you never really get to taste it. You never really get to feel it. I'm, I'm thinking about how many women, you know, like one, I want to argue that happiness isn't even the goal. But that's because that's the American goal, right? Yeah. That that's that's not how other other countries are not talking to their kids about like your goal is to be happy, right? And it's interesting even now, like with parenting, it's like I, I just want my daughter to be happy. No, I want my daughter to be fucking alive. Yeah, I want my daughter to be whole. I want my daughter to not chase being happy. I want her to chase being alive and saying yes to experiences that grow her soul and go after her dreams. And even if they don't work out that she doesn't beat herself up for having gone after them. Because as I'm thinking about this, I'm listening to you, how many women think there's something wrong if they're not happy, right? Like we don't, women are not set up. Little girls are not set up to know themselves. Right. So you then have people who are saying, why aren't I happy when they have the marriage or the kid and say that that's somehow they're like, it's like, oh, 
I chose wrong rather than what's happening inside of me then, right? Wow, maybe I've been looking to this person to be the source of my happiness and I don't even know who I am, right? You're, you share endlessly about you know, the magic of your clients or the women who had all the things and then they're getting divorced and then they're going, who the fuck am I? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, uh, who, who am I? I don't, even, yeah. I don't even know. And how in the scripted life, it's how do you know what you want to be when you grow up? You're we're, we're asked that in high school. It's like, are you kidding me? Their adolescent brains are like barely developed. They don't even, they don't even know who they are, but then you're making them figure out what they want to be when they grow up and know for the rest of their lives. You know, some, something I'm, I'm in process right now because I just had a baby and I feel like a completely different person, the energy and the commitment it takes to be asking meaningful questions like who am I? What matters to me? What does light me up? What are the things that I'm passionate about? Women don't ask themselves those questions. They just ask, how do I get a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Right. And they're, and you're, and they spend hours watching YouTube videos of male dating coaches being like, here's, here's how to make him miss you. Here's how to be, you know, who he make him be, you know, the woman, what's the, Catch what's the Farleo's book, make how to make every man want you. Right. Like women don't know. I, I was looking as I was, as you were talking earlier, I was looking around my bookshelf. I can't find it. Um, there was this really phenomenal book I read called women and desire and it was written by a young analyst. And she said, women are so used to being the object of desire, right? I want to be wanted. They don't know how to be the subject of their desires. And that's what you're talking about right now. Oh yeah. The subject that I'm the one that goes after the things that I love, that I'm the source of my fulfillment. I'm the source of my love and and happiness. It's no one else's job to do that for me. And we're that inside of patriarchy inside our mothers, 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 generations of women they weren't taught that they even had the right to to find out what they wanted, right? It was all survival based and it's 2024 and we're still living from that place. And yes. worse is now it's on screen. I really am thinking, I really lately have been thinking about the voyeurism of social media. Like we're all voyeurs. Yes. We all want to see Stalkers. The of other people's lives, but you're not seeing other people's lives. You're, you're seeing moments in time or fake scripted photos that you're then comparing yourself to. And I can't stress this enough. I've talked about this before. When I was 26 years old, I lived with my friend who had been married for 12 years. She had three children. I lived with her for two months. And it was one of the most profound experiences of my life because how many of us are ever truly inside someone's world and watching the dynamics of what it takes to remain connected to your partner in a day-to-day life, what it takes to manage a home with multiple children, what it takes to take care of yourself as a woman while you're managing all the things that you're managing. You know, I recently um, was with one of my best girlfriends, was a two-year-old and a four-year-old in Boston. I was with her for three days and I felt it again actually in her life. And let me tell you, if you look on her Instagram, it looks like she's got it going on. And she does in many ways. And there was real life when I was with her. 
So now this leads back to the importance of retreats and community and having meaningful conversations because we don't have, if you were just comparing your ex external images of what you see to what's happening internally, you will never be happy. You'll never be fulfilled. You will never know who you are. And if you're watching dating advice that constantly sends the message, be this, do that, do this thing to be wanted by men, which is what patriarchy is. You only have value if you're wanted by men. Of course, you're going to suffer. And there's a difference between I'm the cause of my own suffering because I don't like myself or pain. Pain is a part of life. We can't escape that. But Instagram wants you to believe that you can. All you have to do is find the right person and then you live happily ever after. All you have to do is do enough personal development work that you then never have disappointment or pain or upset because you've, you're enlightened and you've mastered life rather than consciousness is about real feeling real feeling and why we started the new truth and, and why this podcast means so much to us is because we're in it with you. We are listening to our clients all day long and we can see you are suffering. You're not in pain. You're suffering because you're trying to follow the script because you're chasing happiness outside of yourself, because you do not know that you are the subject of your desires, not the object and certainly not the object of someone else's desire, and when I'm suffering, I'm seeing myself through the eyes of others rather than my own. And if you have not listened to Dr. Amanda Hansen's interview, you need to run back to that one right now because she said it was the most potent thing. I mean, that episode was so powerful, but the most potent thing she said is, tell me if you can look yourself in the mirror. She said, looking at yourself in the mirror is the spiritual practice. Women do not know how to see themselves. They only see themselves through the eyes of the other. And it takes devotion to journal. It takes devotion to, to spiritually seek who am I? And you will never be loved. You will never even know if, you, how will you know if you found the right partner, if you don't know who you are, right? Cause men are happy. Everyone's projecting onto everybody else. When you're, when you're dating, you won't, you won't even know you, you won't even know how to feel loved if you're not being yourself. I mean, this really leads back to how do I experience belonging, right? Is when I am myself in the world and I can recognize that some people will like me and some people won't, but I'll feel when I'm loved for who I am, when I'm in the presence of friends who appreciate who I am, who support who I am, who celebrate who I am, who aren't trying to change who I am, that's when I have the experience that is what makes life worth living, right? That's love that comes in many forms, not just a romantic partner, but many women are in, you know, I'm, I'm listening to many couples now, long-term marriages going, I don't feel loved. I don't feel loved. And I'm like, one, are you loving him? Probably not. Right. You're just, you're just all self-righteous about why you don't feel loved. And then two, are you even revealing your heart? Are you just being full of, of rage and complaining about what he's not doing for you, but you're not contributing to the, to the energy of the relationship at all? right? Like that's the mature shift. So that's the other thing that I hate about happily ever after. We're led to believe that love is just this like effortless, you know, it falls from the sky and now you're all set rather than this thing. I have to keep actually opening to and efforting toward and practicing, right. And saying yes to rather than, Oh, now I have the ring and I got my wedding photos and now it's his job to give me everything that I want. And I don't know why I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. We're, women are not happy because mm -hmm. they don't know who they are. 
Yes. And they're right, still they're looking for magic in the wrong places. Exactly. And they're still just playing the part. And so I just think like how heartbreaking it is to imagine how many women still like, let's think about this for a second. It's 2024. It's 2024. Like, how are we still following one script? One. There's a there's the odd like, OK, I'm polyamorous. I'm whatever. Like, there's the odd mm -hmm. breaking free from the script. But for the most part, everyone's yeah. seeking on some level, even People get married once and then what do they do as soon as they get divorced? They look for the next one. They get married again. And then what do they do when they get divorced? They look for the next one. They get married. Even Like I on the prize wanting this life that I've been told I meant to have and how many women are just playing a part God, that's and so just that's wanting to play that part and get the next thing and show on Instagram that they have the perfect dress, that they have the perfect ring, that they have the perfect guy, that they have the perfect, and I'm just playing the part I'm supposed to play. So the world around me approves of me. So I feel like I have some value and worth. So I feel like I belong. And, you know, until you really, until you belong to yourself, you will never belong anywhere you go. You'll never feel like you belong. You'll try so hard and you will try to do your life perfectly. Every perfectionist I've ever worked with who has a perfect on paper life or perfect on Instagram life, every single one of them feels like a mess on the inside, but they feel like they're the only one who's a mess. And they're looking around at everyone else thinking, wow, fuck, why does everyone around me have everything together? First of all, like having everything together is an illusion too. And like you said, the power of retreats, that's why gathering with women is not, it, it's essential. Really, it's essential if you want to have a healthy relationship with yourself, because what it does is you sit in front of a room full of women who your, your saboteur ego mind will pedestal, will make up stories about, will tell you that they have it all together. And if only you look like her or had her life or her husband or her this, or, and then everyone opens and gets vulnerable after, you know, the first day or whatever. And all of a sudden you see that you're all the same. Everyone's putting on a great performance. They think, you know, I don't know if this is, we think it's the gateway ticket. You're going to get to heaven. If you put on a good show, if you've got a, like a very curated Instagram and your life looks perfect on there, like it breaks my heart to think of all the women who I've seen who I know aren't in healthy relationships. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I'm getting married. I'm engaged. Or they're having a baby. And like, I know the inside of their relationship, like, right fantasy leads us to making our choices, you know, all chasing this. How many times as a little girl, did you hear or a little boy? I know there's lots of guys that listen to this too. How many times did you hear? And then they lived happily ever after there was this quest and this longing and this rescuing and the sweeping off the feet. And then they lived happily ever after, like as if it's some destination that you get to. And so people literally operate like we're just a bunch of AI. We're like all afraid of AI. We already are it. Like if you're operating from your saboteur patterns, you're literally just checking those, yeah. checking off the list and making sure you follow the fairy tale and you get all the things and then you get to the end and you're like, what the fuck? Why am I here? What's the point of life? I literally nailed this. Like that's my, the women I work with are like, I nailed it. I literally nailed the script. I did it so perfectly and got everything and felt nothing. So real, like you cannot feel real fulfillment. It's fulfillment. It's 
it's um I love that you said alive. aliveness. It's like feeling and aliveness is like the flowers outside that are blooming in the spring or the birds that are soaring above the sky. They're alive. They're alive. They're connected. They're plugged in. And we all have that. I mean, you know, hopefully we're not depressing you with this episode. It's intense, but it's, it's like you have access to this aliveness inside of you right now in this present moment. This is available to you. It's And it's more available than you could ever know. It's inside of you already. You don't have to go find something. Yes, you have to do you know, some inner practices and, um, and have to learn how to be in relationship with this part of yourself and how to not let your patterns lead anymore. But the fantasy, whatever fantasy you're chasing right now, whether it's the fantasy of trying to look perfect, fucking illusion, the fantasy and becomes an addiction that you never get to feel satiated by, or the fantasy of trying to have the perfect house or the fantasy of trying to have the perfect life or the perfect job or the perfect partner or relationship, whatever. It's all a facade. It's a lie. And it's not the thing that you that your heart truly wants. It's never going to, it's not to say you're not going to have, you're not going to be alone on an island, right? Like when you're living a life that's aligned with your heart and your aliveness and your own experience. Like when you were talking before, I was just imagining it's what, what was the thing you said about the, the Jungian um, woman, the. Oh, object, the, object versus subject of, de- yes, of desire. I've, I've never heard that before. So the object, is like, I want everyone's approval of me, everyone's attention. I want everyone's eye on me. I want them to validate that I'm enough, right? That's never going to feel that. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're never going to feel that versus the subject is like, I am here for my own experience. You put, you were put on planet earth for your experience, not for anyone else's, not for everyone's fucking approval of you. However, the school system and probably your childhood, other parts, but the school system for sure set us up for this. For living a life where everyone else, approve, they grade us. They tell us if we're good girls or bad girls. They tell us if we're right or wrong. They tell us if we're good enough, we're smart enough, we're beautiful enough. And so this messaging, like it runs so deep and the world around us is, keeps reinforcing it. You know, I, I'm, I don't feel like this is depressing. This is like the, the stirring the pot of like the yeah. message you need to hear. And then, and then here's what you do with this, right? You dig right? Like you, you actually pause long enough to say, wait a second. Oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I've been conditioned to believe certain things. I've been conditioned to want certain things. I've been conditioned to, um, uh, feel like shit about myself. And then what do I want to do about it? Because here's the next thing that is really, really important inside the scripted life. You are a victim right? If you're the object of desire, you have no power. You you are not in ownership of who you are, of your desires, of your needs, of your wants. You actually stay a child. And there's no rite of passage for women in our culture, except a baby shower and a wedding. But that's not even a rite of passage, by the way, right? That's just a, a, a stupid ritual that um, is meaningless in and of itself, right? You bring the meaning to life. I was actually, so as you were talking, and we were talking about this earlier, that at, like, how did how did we each get into passive healing, right? Like, who, who are the people we found, right? I happened to find the very first personal development workshop I ever went to was led by someone who taught Jungian principle, 
right? And, and depth work and healing. I could have gone to any work because there's a lot of, there's a lot of mindset workshops like Tony Robbins and Landmark that are nothing to do with the heart. I ended up in heart-centered work as the beginning of my personal development. And, and who that teacher talked about all the time was Joseph Campbell. And, and, um, one of his quotes is life without life is without meaning. You bring the meaning to it. The meaning of life is whatever you ascribe it, ascribe it to be being alive is the meaning. I don't believe people are looking for the meaning of life as much as they are looking for the experience of being alive. Being alive is saying yes to the fact that life includes all experiences, loss and gain, expansion and contraction, right? Joy and pain. And when we're numbing ourselves, when we're, when we tell ourselves we're chasing happiness, we're chasing the actually escaping life, right? Like when women are in their damsel part, you want to just be saved. You're not chasing love. You're chasing a way to escape from truths of life. And here's, I, I can't, I am going to say this. Like you want to know who men, like who healthy men want, they want an alive woman. They want full spectrum, multidimensional woman. They don't want a mother. They don't want a woman who's always perfect. They don't want a, a woman who always has her shit together and never is always happy, right? M healthy men long for women, long, long for a healthy woman who's fully alive because that gives them permission to do so, right? And how many of us are longing to be in the presence of other women who are fully alive? That's what community and retreat does too. Yeah. Right. And now it, you know, it's hard if you're not leaving the house, right. To recognize that there are plenty of people who are on a personal development path. Like there are people who are breaking free from the scripted life and having deep and meaningful conversations, but you can't find them unless you decide that you belong with them. Right. The princess energy is waiting. The waiting for someone else to make me happy, waiting to be chosen, waiting for life to give me what I want, waiting to um, be struck by lightning. And, and then I arrive. The queen, right? A, a mature woman doesn't wait. She, she doesn't wait for anything, actually. She yeah. has patience with, with her life. She recognizes that things don't happen instantly, but she's not a passive participant. Act, being alive is saying I'm an active participant in my life. I have a role to play. And I love when you said playing a part because my, I want the main character energy t-shirt so bad for the new truth. Mm -hmm. Like I want to wear that all day long. Like that, that's what will set you free, right? The main care, uh, you are the main character of your life, but right now, how many women and how many women that you might know are waiting They're They're, they're in the tower waiting for their knight in shining armor to come save them. And then again, I'm going to say it again and again, after 10 years of being with Andrew, love is active. L love is a verb. It's not, oh, now I found my partner. So now we're just going to be in love. And then when the, when the love fades, I'm going to tell myself that I've chosen the wrong person rather than I actually have to keep feeding this relationship. You have to actually keep feeding yourself. You have to keep doing the things that matter to you, making time and space for your heart. You know, that's what I want to say. Like, what's on the other side of this? Like, what do you do to break free from the old paradigm? It's like you decide that you matter. 
You invest your time and energy, not in meaningless things like clothes and Botox and, and alcohol, but you invest in coaching. You invest in going on retreats. You invest in traveling and, and, you know, solo traveling, being a woman in seeing the worlds that you can experience your yourself in, in new ways, right? You read books that are meaningful, right? The, the, the good news at this point is all of the tools are available. You know, that wasn't true many, 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 many years ago, right? Now it is go, go walk in nature for crying out loud. Go leave this. If you live in a city, spend a weekend in the mountains with your journal and a, a, a book, right? And, and feel what it's like to come home to who you are rather than be filled with so much noise. And in my experience, and I feel like you would say the same, you know, 10 minutes on Instagram and I start feeling bad about myself. Like, yes. like the, the thing is like, de it's designed, like no one's, none of us are immune to what the impact of social media is on our mental and emotional health, right? So I set limits for myself. And I know that it's really, really bad if I haven't talked to anybody, if I haven't had, and not just my clients, cause I'm talking to my clients, but had like a meaningful conversation with a friend where we're going, how are you really right? What, what's in your heart rather than I'm trying to connect with life through a screen. Mm. I mean, it's so, it is like, I'm sure anyone now we go out, you go out in the world and everyone's, everyone's looking down, right? Like, yeah. and we're looking for the sense of aliveness now in a screen rather than with each other, rather than through nature, rather mm -hmm. than through the fullest expression of, of who we are and letting ourselves be seen and known. Cause that's the purpose, right? The yeah. purpose of life is to experience the fullness of who you are like that. That's yeah. what I believe. <laughs> and just as you're talking about the screens, I'm like thinking Netflix and right. all the other flicks out there, all the other platforms, because now people are watching way more shows than ever before in movies and just thinking of the harm, well, the fantasy stories in that, but also the harm of like watching fake lives. Like they're not even, that's not even real. You're getting so invested in, in, in reality TV, you know, getting invested in other people's fake lives and all of this social media um, shows to all, all of this is to me is like just a reflection of our fast food culture and our conditioning and programming around love and relationships from the beginning is fast food. I I've even lately been thinking about how much movies portray affairs as being really sexy and romantic and they delicious do. and like, Ooh, get me more. And then so many people have affairs because they're, ch they're chasing the high. That's the fast food culture. Wow. So if you're chasing yeah. highs, like if you're chasing highs in having affairs or you're chasing highs in having a new relationship or thinking when you're in the relationship that the next thing, the next thing, the ring, the, 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 and you're constantly chasing those hits, you are, it, you are experiencing fast food. Do you want to eat McDonald's for the rest of your life and feel like absolute shit after, right? It might, I have not had McDonald's since I was like 10, so I don't know what it tastes like now, but said non-judgmentally, whatever <laughs> do you do you, but, but you know, obviously no one not, eats that and then feels good, good after. Sorry. No, it's not real <laughs> yeah. food. It's not, it's not yeah. nutritious. It's not nourishment. This, it, it is not healthy. It doesn't, you don't feel good after you, but it might taste good. I, I remember as a kid, it tasted really good. And 
I was like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, this happy meal or like McChicken burger or whatever tasted so delicious in the moment. And then I always felt like I was going to die after, like I felt like horrible. And that is what our culture does with dating and relating and all these tools and ways we relate. Like how much of your life do you waste watching shows about people's fake lives or on Instagram, looking at people's fake lives, or they're like, you know, only the highlight reel and you know, how much of your life are you living? And like you said, like you can't experience yourself unless you go experience new things in new places. That's why I've always done the immersion in Greece from the very beginning Italy was the first one because I knew women had to leave. Most of my clients were North American and I knew women had to leave their comfort zone. They had to leave their culture. They had to leave the world around them as they knew it to have the kind of shift that I wanted them to have in that experience. And so getting on that plane and the amount of women that are like, oh my God, I'm so scared to fly by myself to Greece. And I'm like, what? You're 55. Like, Come, you're going to Greece. You're not going to jail. And then they get here and they're like, that was the best nine hours of my life. Oh my God. I had no kids. I had no whatever responsibilities. Like this is experiencing newness, experiencing parts of yourself. You cannot experience all the repressed parts of you by doing the same thing you've always done. You have to, those desires you've always had, but you've never tried. I'm learning Italian right now, even though I live in Greece. I also am naturally learning Greece, but I'm intentionally learning Italian because I've said since I was 25, I want to learn Italian. And I'm like, why the hell have I not started? And I just knew I wanted to learn mm -hmm. Italian. And now that I'm doing it, every single word is so fun to say. Stronzo. That means asshole. <laughs> every word is fun to say so my soul always knew my heart always knew that I was meant to do this and I don't know why like maybe I'm going to be living in Italy one day I don't know where it's headed but all I know is my heart desired it and hasn't stopped for 17 years and I'm finally doing it now and it's so fun you will not meet all of who you are until you do new things, try new things, go new places. So you can either live a fast food scripted life where you feel amazing for five minutes and then hung over 10 minutes later or five minutes later, I guess. Um, or you can have a nourishing, slow, sensual Michelin star, you know, he healthy, vegan, whatever you, whatever you want, a ketogenic friendly life where you're eating I'm using food as a metaphor, but you, you're Taking also in. eating healthy food is good, but that you're living life in a way that's nourishing to your body. How do you know? Because you feel good before, during, and after eating your meal. That's how you know it's nourishing, right? So it's the same for what you're doing in your life. The more you do it, the more nourished you feel. When I lived in Vancouver, I took sexy dance classes and I had so much fun. I was literally before, just thinking during, about that. After, like and I was nervous as fuck. And I was like, I'm, I can't twerk. Like I can't dance in high heels. I can't even walk in high heels. And I went and I showed up every week. And I was like, at first my saboteur was like, Oh, everyone's judging you. And then I realized, no, everybody's watching themselves in the mirror. No one gives a fuck. And I just danced every week. I started going three times a week. It lit a fire inside of me that I needed to stay in Vancouver because I didn't want to live there anymore. So there are so many beautiful qualities. Like we're all seeking happily ever after with some dude. No one person is going to ever make you happily ever after forever. That's just not possible. Never in a million years, you could have the perfect partnership. And that is not the thing. The thing is you. 
No one, it's no one's job to make you happy. And again, like the final thing I want to say is like, what if the goal is not to be happy? Yes. Because then if you're not happy, you think something's wrong rather than all, all experiences are part of life, right? What is the season you're in? And instead of saying, I want to be happy, it's what makes me come alive. Like, that's the question, right? What makes me come alive? What are the things that I'm doing? Who are the people that I'm around? What are the things that I'm passionate about? And when you're dating, imagine if you said to yourself, when I'm with this person, do I feel more or less alive? Mm. When I'm when I'm not with this person, do I feel more or less alive? Rather than looking for the the hit of being wanted being wanted by someone else. You know, I was actually just had this call with a, a client um, last week. We, we're, we're calling her the difference between looking for cheap thrills versus fulfillment. Yes. And most people are dating for a cheap thrill. I mean, that that's what dating apps are doing, right? Oh, all these people are interested in me. I feel good about myself. Oh, no one's writing to me. I feel like shit. What? How can you give all of your power away and every woman and and in that book so again I'll say in that book she essentially goes on to say that without a spiritual life a woman will not be fulfilled and there's a difference my god between new age spirituality which actually is just about positive thinking <laughs> and spirituality which says I'm connected to life I'm connected to something greater than myself like there is a reason why I am here right? And I have a purpose. And this is the most important thing to me around how I will model for my daughter being alive and how I will talk to her about being alive that I don't, I'm not going to be saying to her, I just want you to be happy. Right. And my, and my goal is not to keep her from discomfort. And how many parents do that? Like the first sign of discomfort, like, okay, you don't have to do that. You don't, have to, okay. Something's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Rather than, oh yeah, that's trying new things is hard. It, it is uncomfortable. I mean, h- half the time when I'm leaving Madeline, I'm going, this is hard. For, it's hard for me too, baby. Right. And we can do hard things, right. Yes. Cause this is what we have to do right now. I have to go, mommy's going to work. <laughs> right. Yes. Like we don't, you have to talk, you know, and again, that like relationship with yourself, like what's the voice in your head? Is it your saboteur or is it your heroine? Is it, I'm, t- how do I talk to myself like the parent I always needed? like the boyfriend I want, like the the friend that I need, rather than dependent on other people saying the things that that you need, right? Yeah. Like, are you a lover to yourself, right? Do you romance yourself, right? You You give love from fullness, not from emptiness. And we already know that most relationships right now are two empty people mm-hmm. looking for the other person to fill them up and also just feel that I'm asking an empty person to, to fill me up, right? It doesn't yes. work. So that's it. Happily ever after doesn't exist, but we wish for you a lot to be fully alive, alive and to have a new voice in your head, to have a supportive, loving, cheerleading, you know, affirming voice that you lean on and actually depend on that you have your own back and you know how to do this well. And that is what both of our work is devoted to doing for women. Yes. Yes. You learn to cultivate that in yourself. And the, the last thing I'll say is about aliveness. I'm so glad you brought the Madeline situation up because real aliveness is actually just feeling, being in relationship to our feelings and feeling it all because me back in the day, I could not, I did not 
like how it felt when I was sad, when I was angry. Now I fucking love it. When love I have it. anger, I turn on a song. Mama Gina calls this swamping. I swamp, I sing, I scream, I shake. I move the energy of anger till I'm back in neutrality. Now I've owned my feelings and allowed them to be expressed. When I feel sadness, I'm. it's almost like a, a joy when I'm crying because I can feel that it's like cleansing the gunk around my heart that just needs to be moved. It's energy in motion, emotions, energy, emotion. It's cleansing, it's moving. So aliveness is like the, it's the garden. It's the forest. The forest is so alive. The moss is alive. The, the mushrooms are alive. The I'm from the Pacific Northwest. So like a lot, like forests are so rich and alive in the Pacific Northwest. So go spend time in a garden, go spend time in a forest, feel the energy frequency of aliveness and what that feels like in your body. It's not the same as being high. So a lot of women would think when they're dating, like, Oh my God, I feel so alive, but you're actually disassociated. You're actually in fantasy. You're in projection you're high. And then again, he doesn't text the next day and you're crashed up. What goes up must come down. That's the roller coaster ride that we're shifting away from. Aliveness is a feeling it's grounded. It's open. It's in your heart. It's in your body. So go hang out in nature and feel the aliveness of nature and see where you feel it in your body. So you can start to determine the difference. Um, and yeah, Cool. That was a fun conversation. <laughs> Think we're and, done. And, <laughs> and this, like, this is what the new truth is. Yes. Right. Like, like welcome to season two. Welcome back to all, all of you who've been with us for four years. You know, we're so excited about what's to come this year. More things Kate and I are creating together merchandise. We have an ebook coming for you. Like this is it. You know, th th this is why we knew. And of course, right before Valentine's day, fantasy central day, um, oh yeah, we around love. <laughs> you know, yes. we we released this episode and you know what to do if this moved your heart, you know how to share it with your friends because we we do need each other. Right? No one no woman wakes up on her own, you know, in your in your own living room, right? We need each other to cheerlead yes. one another, to support one another, to remind you that you're not alone in this shift out of the old paradigm and we we, I mean, I'm learning how to make peace with the fact that not all people are going to wake up. They're just not right. Yes. There are women who are going to choose to stay asleep right, and, and stay miserable. Um, and if you are here with us, if you're listening to this episode, guess what? Your soul does not want to stay asleep or you would not be listening <laughs> to this yeah. episode. So welcome to the other side, babes. And we, we love you. I'm so freaking grateful to do this with you. Um, you know, Thank I feel you. alive. I feel alive too. when I'm recording podcast so episodes with you. Yes. Together <laughs> we rise. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. Together we rise. Get in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. Tell all your yes. friends and let's change the world. Every single woman on planet Earth needs to hear this message. So we love you and we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.